Welcome to Living Truth Ministry Church as we listen in to Pastor Daniel Bome teach on the Word of God. Abraham Lincoln, the man who wrote signed the emancipation of world to free the slave. I love him. I love him. He was a wise man. He's a very intelligent person too. I respect him. He saw an opportunity and took advantage of it. Wow. He saw an opportunity and took advantage. Paul, the greatest apostle, saw an opportunity that Peter was running slow. He had run Peter. Am I right? David saw an opportunity that Saul was losing grip. He killed Goliath. Because normally, it's the king that is anointed. Okay, in the olden days, the Holy Spirit does not live in men. Okay? The Holy Spirit only lives in prophets, priests, and kings. David was none of that. He was anointed to become a king, but he was not a king. But how did he get to his mind and said, this uncircumcised Philistine cannot defile the army of God. Now, but Saul was the king. What gave that man boldness inside? Some of you like that. That's one of the, some of you know the Bible. You won't love God with all your heart, but you lack insight. Insight is the ability to see beyond the circumstances, and see the mind of God. Every great man that ever lived had what is called insight. If you are going to become something in this life, you need that. This morning, I want to teach you on a topic I titled, how to recapture your mind. This teaching has been in my spirit for the last two weeks. How to recapture your mind. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe with all of my heart that your mind is your greatest asset. That's why when the enemy comes, he comes to attack your mind. The first place he attacks is your mind. And the area of your mind he attacks is your thoughts. When he attacks your thoughts, your imagination is swayed. This morning, I want to talk about something that has plagued so many Christians and have even brought down the most strongest of the greatest of the strongest of the Christians. Something. How many of you know his story in the book of Judges? How many of you remember his story? Guess what happened? Samson took a gate of a city, took it, carried it for a, a while and dumped it. Powerful. But why was it that his greatest weakness was women? He, he couldn't learn to zip his pants. He loved strange women. The mind. 
I said this to us yesterday, the other week, some of you laughed at me. As a preacher of the word of God, there are three things they tell us to watch out for. Money, fame, and women. But for the women, money, fame, and men. One of the things I learned, I, I, I started training myself. I started training myself in the act of talking. Some of you don't know how to talk. Whatever comes in, comes out. How you feel is what you do. I don't care. That's why you are where you are. Anytime you use that word, I don't care. It means that you don't respect God. How to capture your mind. Genesis chapter 49. Verse 4. Genesis 49. 4. How to recapture your mind. How to recapture your mind. Somebody said, but I'm a Christian. You lie. Oh, I speak in tongues. You gossip. I, I'm a believer. You have jealousy in your heart. I want to say this because I know this will come up one day. There is, listen to me everybody. There is room for every one of us in this church to occupy something from the, something that God wants us to do. Let me explain what I mean. Not all of us are going to be preachers. How many of you know that? Talk, talk to me, talk to me. Eh? And not all of us are going to be singers. Don't put me there because nobody will come to church to hear me. Not all of us will be so skillful in some things. Why? Because God gives gifts according to the measure of faith, right? And also God gives gifts according to exposure. God give, give according to where he's leading you to. And one person, God does not lead me to people who are already okay. God leads me to people who their lives are in, they have known God and their life is zigzag. One of the greatest anointing God gave me is the anointing to enable to capture that person, reposition them and release them. I repeat myself. One of the anointing God gave me. That's why when you tell me you are dying, I say, uh-uh. God makes the anointing recapture you. Make you see that there is a God. Most of you here, when I met you, you were far away from God. But the, one of the things God showed me was that that anointing speaks. That's why I hear him. The anointing said to me, say, teach them my ways. Because the Bible said the way that seemed right. The end thereof is what? It's destruction. Now, let's pick a scripture first so that I can expand it and move on. Genesis 49, 4. Now, if you read the book of Genesis, this verse, uh, chapter 49, you will notice that Jacob was dying. Look at me for a minute. Jacob was dying. I tell you this, mostly mothers and fathers. If you maintain a home, if you keep a home, and you are getting close to the day of your death, because God will tell you, gather all your children. Tell them to come. 
and bless them. Don't leave this earth without telling them your feet will be deep in honey and oil. Most, most, some of, I heard something, it angered me. I'm going to show you here in the scripture. He had one of, I don't know if you know, in, in, in many of your trees, if you have children, there is always one that will give you headache. I don't know if you know that. There is one. Don't, 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 don't spiritualize it. There is one that will always give you headache. Anytime you say yes, you say no. You say, we are going right. You say, I'm going left. There is one that's always going to look at you and say, I don't believe in what you are doing. That one is, what it does is that it keeps you on a check so that you'll not be lazy. But many of you think it's a cost. It's not a cost, it's a blessing. Jacob had 12 sons and a daughter. One was raped, right? The only girl they had. And the two sons, Simeon and Levi, went to the city and slaughtered all the men. Because they didn't know how to control their people. The thing came out before their time. He cut them, he killed them. When I tried the circumcised, the Bible said they, the two of them came and slaughtered the whole city. I want to show you what Jacob told them. I'm going to start from there. He said, read with me, unstable as what? Thou shalt not what? Because thou wentest what? And what? And, and defileth thou it. He went up up what? This is talking about Reuben, the first child. Hmm. I want to say something. Your first child might not be the brightest. Hear me. It might not be the brightest. Reuben was born by the mother was Leah. Leah, my my did I say right? Leah was the mother. Remember how he worked for seven years for Rachel. They gave him the they say in their tradition, you can't give the younger before the older. So they gave Leah, and Leah became the wife. And Jacob asked uh, Nabal, right? That what should he do to get Rachel? Today you can't marry two sisters. It's not right. It's not godly. It's not morally right. You can't marry two sisters. And it is sin for you to hit on one. I don't know if you know that. It's sin. It's sin. Mostly men like that kind of foolish thing. They want to sleep with every woman in the house to say they are king. That doesn't make you king. It makes you foolish. So one of you remember for each marriage, the father gave them a maid. One day, the father went to wherever he went. Reuben slept with one of them. This is the story. So on the dying bed of the father, the father said, you will be unstable. That's a curse. He said, unstable as water, thou shall not what? Excel. See, let me say this. Every believer, not every Christian, mark this word, 
Every believer that understands God has the power to excel. Not every Christian. There is a difference between you and being a Christian and a believer. Now let me explain the difference. A Christian is someone the world identifies as following Christ. A believer is somebody who identifies with God and the rules and regulations of God. That's the difference. Only the world knows you're a Christian because you pick your Bible and say, I think it's a Christian. But a believer is somebody God identifies and that is my beloved son in whom what? Well pleased. Now, when Reuben slept with the, the father's wife, it's a sin. Now, I want you to look at this. To be unstable in life comes from the mind. Whatever you begin to imagine for long becomes what you do. I want you to write that down. Whatever you imagine for long is what you end up doing. When you were an unbeliever, Satan did this very well. He tagged you with a past with something. Some of you, listen to me, all of you. When you were in the world, before you became a Christian, there was something you did for the devil, and you did it very well. Some of you were criminals. Some of you smoked dope. Some of you, the devil knows if you bring you close to anything that is high, makes you high, you are going to get high. Am I right? Talk to me. We are t- Talk to me. Some of you love gossips. Some of you did evil things that are displeasing in the eyes of God. Now look at, I'm not saying I'm a saint. I'm not a saint. I'm a sinner. Born by grace, working to become a saint. Hear me. What, what God did was this. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 and 14. He said, translating you from the Kingdoms of darkness. Listen to this. To the kingdom of his dear son. What God did is this. That very thing that the enemy binds you with. God turned that thing around. That he's going to use to glorify his son. Now. But many Christians don't know that the day you become a Christian. That lifestyle you need to drop it. Some of you, it took you a while. Even when you come to church, after receiving baptism of the Holy Spirit, you still, you still do your, your thing. You know, somebody said, I do my thing. You see, you are still there. God is patient with you because he knows you have not yet found truth. <laughs> I want to talk to you this morning because it's in my heart. There is a day when God will remember that thing. Look at me, everybody. There is a day when God will remember everything you have been doing. Like Jacob remembered the son. He said, you're unstable. Why he told him was still? Because he did not change. He kept on doing it. Some of you, I told you that that life you are living is wrong. Some of you say, pastor, I don't know what he's talking. A day is coming where God will judge that thing. 
Anytime you are unstable, you will never excel. The word unstable means you are not consistent. Write that down. The word unstable means you are not consistent. That means today you are up, tomorrow you are what? You are down. And the Bible says you are neither hot in the book of Revelation or neither cold. What will happen? Talk to me. I will spew you out of my mouth. Meaning what? God will reject you. Somebody say God will not reject me. Say boldly. It means that anytime you are unstable, you are bound for failure. Many of you here are very unstable, but not the real, real. When I say unstable, there are things you do, you just, I don't care. That's why you do it. It's not that you are, you just, I don't care. Let me ask you a question. What about if Jesus said, I stop praying for you? As I stood there, the Holy Spirit says, somebody's emotion is wild. It's angry at pastor about something I said. This is how good part God is. He tells me some of these things. But because your emotion is not stable, doesn't make me not to tell you, you are wrong. Say amen. Because if I let that thing, it has the capability of killing you. Somebody say, my past will not destroy me. Say boldly. It is God's intention for the believer to excel. Somebody say, I will excel. Say boldly, I will excel. Say agilely, I will excel. To excel means you must be consistent. For you to excel means you must be consistent. I will show you a scripture in the Bible. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. 15, 58. It says, therefore, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. Hallelujah. Are you there? It said, therefore, my beloved brethren, for, read with me. Be what? Be ye what? Now, are you there? Be ye what? And what? Always what? For as much as you know that what? In who? Your labor is not what? It means that whatever God has given you, you are going to receive a reward. One of the things that makes the believer unstable is a double-mindedness. Write that down. One of the reasons why the believer is unstable is because the believer has what is called a double-mindedness. To be double-minded. Many Christians have it, but they don't know that's what they have. 
Some have it and know, but they don't know how to deal with it. This morning, we are going to deal with it by the grace of God. Double-mindedness. Now, in the book of James, James chapter 1 verse 8, James 1 verse 8, James 1 verse 8, James 1 verse 8. The scripture says, a double-minded man is what? In what? Are you, I want us to read, every one of you. Because if you don't know what is wrong with you, you can't, you can't ask for a healing. It says, a double-minded man is unstable in what? All his ways. He didn't say some of his ways. Number one, what is being double-mindedness? When you say somebody is double-mindedness, what does it mean? Number one, it means he or she is inconsistent. He or she is inconsistent. Number two, it means they procrastinate. There are people who do a lot of procrastination. There are men or women that do a lot of procrastination. Number three, they are men and women who never make a decision. Double manner, because when the Bible says double, that means there are two thoughts in your mind. You don't, you have not yet made up your mind which of the ones to go with. Now, a double-minded person is someone who have not settled in God's principle. Now, listen to me. Every one of you, listen. This is the one I want you to put in your heart. A double-minded person has no control over his or her emotions. Because the enemy influences their thoughts. And some of you say they are bipolar. Bipolar is a demonic spirit. It's not from God. Double identity is not from God. In, in church, you hallelujah. At your home, you curse like the devil. I mean, if you know that, that's double-mindedness. Because the Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was what? Also in where? In Christ Jesus. My goodness. I will show you something. A double-minded person is someone the enemy has an easy access to. That is, anytime the devil feels like playing with their mind, the devil goes after them. Anytime the devil feels that, well, I need to do anything, he just sow a seed. And most of the times, it comes by a thought. When I talk about a thought, I'm not talking about something that is harsh. I'm talking about something that you put around you and the devil uses it against you. 
most times, men and women with double-mindedness don't understand when God is leading them because they are full of two opinions. I am going to show you men and women in the Bible that were double-minded and it cost them so much. You will notice something in Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3 verse 15. Oh, Jesus, help me. Revelation chapter 3 verse 15 and 16. You know, God was warning the church. The warning to the church. And God was telling them that, listen, you have to do this to get this. You have to do that to get this. And then, and then, then God started rebuking them about something they were doing. In verse 15, he says, I know what? Thy works. That thou art neither what? Cold nor hot. He said, but now I will, I say, I will, thou will be what? You be cold or hot. God is saying, choose one side. Choose one side. Listen. The days of you saying, today, I'm going to do this for God. Tomorrow, uh-uh. It's over. That's why I'm teaching this. He said, God, he said, I want you to be rather hot or rather cold. Make up your mind whether you will serve me. Most times, Christians find it very difficult when it comes to God. To make up their mind. They give God all kind of excuse. Oh how I did not. Oh how they did this. How they, God is saying I'm not interested in your past. I'm interested in now. Then in verse 16 it says. Look at. Read with me. It says so then because that are what? Lukewarm. What lukewarm means that. You have sat over there. And the devil has taken over you. May the enemy don't take over you. Then he goes further to say, look at, and neither cold nor hot. He said, what I will do? I will speed thee out of my mouth. You see, anything you do has a result. Let me tell you something. I'm talking to leaders. God told me he was going to change some of you. Some of you that are leaders. For two, one year I've been praying. For one year I've been praying. I don't like to see anybody that started not to finish. That's me. But some of you are getting lukewarm in your hearts. Oh, don't worry about it. It's alright. It's not. Be honest to yourself. Be honest inside of you as I'm speaking right now. There's a voice telling you he's talking to you. When God is talking to you, don't close your ear because he knows the end from what? From the beginning. The reason why he's asking you to change is because there is a better chance on the other side of the fence. 
Many of you only do stuff when the pastor is around. You only talk Christian when the pastor is around you. You act as a Christian only when he's around. That's hypocrisy. You know what that means? You have a double face. One is the devil and one is God. And Jesus said, Woe betide thee, you hypocrite.'" 